0: set up the boys to fail we got Luke Shaw injured today because of we've been to Turkey we played loads of games this season already and we've been to Turkey Wednesday night come Thursday morning we're back in we're playing Saturday lunchtime kickoff it's an absolute shambles on this episode of PL and PJ's injury issues
1: and frantic fixtures
0: to the only premier league podcast with a strict dress code
1: and that strict dress code
0: jammies you got yours on
1: i do and the thing is what i've started to realize is i wear the same ones every time mm-hmm. i'm thinking i need to maybe start broadening my jammy repertoire you know my yeah my lineup okay. jammies
0: what if we got some onesies
1: we did talk about that yeah. unfortunately the only ones i found were for small children and babies okay
0: there's some at target but could, not Premier League ones, right? Oh, that's sure, I was sure, specifically sure, 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 looking
1: sure, sure. for our teams.
0: But I would be super happy if I was like a unicorn and you were a minion and I mean right. we'd be fun.
1: Sure, yeah. yeah. I mean that that's definitely something to discuss. Okay. Um but we'll have to the, the thing is, it's not like anybody can see us, so it's just sure. for us. So it's really do you want to walk through my apartment building every no, time you come here in a onesie?
0: But yes. I could just keep it here. Oh. And change into true. it. True. That's we, what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, no, you should always have a change of clothes at your friend's house, okay. that's what they say. Especially if it's a onesie for your exactly. podcast, that's exactly. what they say. Yeah, perfect. Um,
0: so anyways, uh, we're going to start off this podcast by letting you guys know what we're drinking today. Yeah, new whiskey. Because we finished the bottle of Leopold Bros, and we, we have moved on to, what is it, Bear Creek Distillery? It is,
1: yes. Some local, bourbon. Local Colorado brewery, and I tell you what, it's good. It is good. We we went a little bit higher up in the price range this time. Mm. Um, just purely, I think for our own enjoyment. Sure. You know, it, it was something we're we're splurging on ourselves, and sometimes you have to do that. You know, it's. That's,
0: that's what My father always said. Really?
1: Yeah. <laughs> a, he's a man of great lines. Dwayne Hastings, but.
0: Oh, anyway.
1: But the the point is, Jake, we're Good drinking whiskey. new whiskey, and with new whiskey comes an old match week.
0: You didn't like that. No. From your face, I'm. <laughs> Not sorry. at okay. all. That's well, terrible. anyway, the
1: the last match week happened. Please, so. uh,
0: let's. Inform
1: our listeners. So, uh, just to recap, as we always do, on Friday, we had a draw between Brighton and Burnley, and we had a Southampton 2-0 victory over Newcastle. Mm -hmm. Then on Saturday, we had Manchester United beating Everton (laughs) 3-1, Crystal Palace dominating Leeds 4-1, Chelsea beating Sheffield 4-1 as well, and West Ham sneaking out a 1-0 win over Fulham. And then on Sunday, Spurs beat West Brom 1-0. Again, kind of squeaking it out at Mm -hmm. the end. Uh, Leicester beat Wolves 1-0. Man City and Liverpool drew 1-1, just like I said they wouldn't. And (laughs) Aston Villa beat Arsenal 3-0. Which I'm glad that
0: that was the last fixture of the week because that was the biggest surprise. Yeah, 100%. Kind of the most fun to watch. They looked really good. And it was your surprise pick. It was my surprise pick, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Ha! Yeah, well, I almost got my surprise pick Correct as well until Harry Kane. Harry Kane decided to score in the 88th yeah. minute and crush all of my hopes and dreams that I was completely banking on. I have nothing to look forward to now. That really? Was it. That was it. Okay. That's that one impressive. pick was all that I had. What about yeah. pro
0: clubs? Well, that's true. We yeah. did have a big day in pro clubs today. So, you know what?
1: Thanks. Nice. You always know how to pick me up. Pro clubs can always pick me up. But,
0: but yeah, but... any uh, results other than that Arsenal 3-0 loss that, you know, catches your eye? So,
1: yeah. I, I will say a few. Okay. Yeah. Um. One being Crystal Palace beating Leeds four to one.
0: True. And I would say less of a thrashing than it shows. I agree. It was it was it wasn't close, but it wasn't a blah.
1: Bamford called off sides sure. for an arm. Yeah. Which is Bummer. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was one of the worst if if you haven't seen it, uh I recommend you look up Bamford's Disallowed Goal because he was calling for the ball. His entire body I mean. His entire body is leaning forward, and because his hand is forward-pointing where he wants the ball, he's offside. Mm-hmm. Just shambolic. But on top of that, uh, I thought Chelsea looked commanding in their 4-1 yep. victory. It's not so much a surprise as much as just a great result for them. Um, but then also, I feel like it must be discussed West Ham-Fulham, because the ending <laughs> of that game. Look, Look, man. Look, man. We had a, our friend Ben Froelich. will give him a, a, a shout-out here today. Uh, as he put it, look, man, you can't just Panenka penalty
0: <laughs> in the eight, 98th, 98th minute. minute or whatever it was, and
1: he's absolutely right. You can't a chance to tie the game, and he just not only look. I love the audacity to try it, you know. Mm-hmm. And had it been a better hit penalty, it would have looked awesome. But you can't Panenka and then stub it down to the left. I mean, it was look, just bad. It was
0: awful. Like not only did he choose to be like cheeky, he just didn't. Do it well,
1: right? No, and Fabianski had time to go down to a right. side and come back up and put his other hand in the way.
0: You have to have some pace on it. Like I get they are trying to like do that little throw him off balance, go right, right down the middle. But like it was so slow.
1: But even with that pace, if it would have just been down the middle, sure. like was, they're yeah, supposed too to be, close to it's the, fine. Too close to the side he that he hit picked. it to the side yeah. that the goalie went. Which I mean is also partially luck, but <laughs> also what are you doing, man? Yeah. I mean, you got. Odd you're choice. not Lionel Messi. Yeah, you're odd not choice. Andrea Pirlo. You're not Peneca himself. What I, are you doing? I would have to
0: say, rule of thumb, only do that if you're up. By at sure. least a goal or two. Sure. But anyways, um, I'd be super sad if uh, this is the one episode that Ben doesn't listen to. I have to re- give him a shout out. I, I mean, he's you, a
1: pretty avid listener during yeah. his work day. Yeah. So. Well,
0: Ben, if you're listening, thank you. Um, can't wait to play some Catan. Later.
1: Yeah, you really got him hooked. But uh, this, is, this isn't a Catan it, podcast, it Jake. It could be. Well, maybe it should be. That's true. Won my first game this past uh. weekend, so I'm pretty stoked about that. So,
0: Brett, fancy team. We did great. Really?
1: Yeah, Jake. We thrived. What was, what was the average? Average was 55. Okay. and We got of, 73. Look at that. And that is with a negative one for Helder Costa because oh, of his chance. That goal. was so Yeah, unlucky. Unbelievable. Another oh one of those, goodness. if you didn't see it, same yeah. game. Unbelievable own goal. Trying to make a clearance or just a from block. a cross. Yeah, on a cross. I mean, the angle was so tight. The yeah. goalie like, arguably should have got there, but just crazy. Yeah. But the point being, we had Fabianski, in goal, 15 points.
0: Oh, the Panenka, dude. The Panenka, <laughs> I
1: gave him five points for a penalty save. I love that. So it's awesome. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, 17 points. And I'm glad that we changed captain from Son because sure. Werner with captain got
0: 14 points. I'm just... I mean, obviously, no way of knowing, but I'm sad that we took it away from Bruno, though. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. You,
1: nobody knows. But the point being, we, we had a lot of solid performers. We had Bamford, mm-hmm. who scored, and should have scored twice. We had uh, Tiago Silva, who scored in our team. I mean, yep. We had good good performances this week. So this was, I would say, one of our better weeks. If we were to look at the standard distribution of where our scores have lied next to the average, or in relation to the average, sure. I would think this would be one of ours more to the right.
0: Wow. Spoken spoke like a true econ major. Thanks, man. Any who's and do's. And, um, we had some great players this week. No, we did. We had
1: a lot. Yeah. A lot of good performances this week. All around and
0: I world. I cannot be happy with how our team did. Um, but some other players that have, did well. Oh, made it really? Made on a very exclusive list.
1: What? And what is that list? I, I tend to forget.
0: It is the Smile Mask Team of the Week.
1: And Jake, I'm going to take a sip mm-hmm. of my seltzer here. And I would just love for you to... Just give me a recap. What is Smile? Who are they? What's the company?
0: What do they do? So it's a great American-based company that makes masks yep. that have a clear front. Sure. So that when someone that is deaf is talking to you and you're talking to them, they can read your lips and can understand what you're saying to an extent. Without that, they're, they're lost. It right.
1: Works. And even for those who aren't deaf... A great way to show off your smile. Really But you still have a safe mask. And they have a, a new style, and it's a little, oh, little right. wider
0: to show off more of that smile, yeah. of course. and, and it's, it's really great. Non-fog, on the. It will not fog up, unlike I, your it, glasses will. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, the, and so I'm glad that you explained that to me because of I course, was having yeah. a tough time recounting exactly what they were.
0: But it's crazy because it's our one and only and favorite sponsor. You're kidding. And it's crazy that you forgot about them.
1: No, it's interesting. I just I was having a brain fart, but. So, would yeah. you
0: like uh, defense, midfield, or forwards this week?
1: First? You know, Jake, I'll start off.
0: Okay, do it. And I'm, I'm going to take it. command and say I'm going to go first. Wow. You're putting you your know, foot down. Yeah. I love uh, it. Oh, you yeah. Did it. He, he, he actually Sorry put to foot my down. neighbors below. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, we're back to a 4 3 3 this week.
0: Normal. A very lineup, reasonable yeah, lineup. Formation. But
1: In goal, we had one of my best signings of the summer, Alfonso Areola from Fulham. Mm-hmm. Well, they lost. Sad. Six saves, kept Fulham in the game, with some spectacular saves,
0: especially that first half. Yeah, it was a barrage.
1: Yeah, and so, while well, Casper Schmeichel also had a very good game,
0: only what two saves, three saves. Yeah, already? but
1: but his Clean one shoot. save in particular sure. was oh, yes. gorgeous. That's um, we decided to go with Ariel because of Snubbed. right because of because of what it meant to the team, his performance. and While they didn't get the win, he really kept them in. Uh, for our left back, Ben Chilwell, from Chelsea. We have a couple Chelsea players this week, and he's one of them with a goal. We talk about it pretty much every week now. When a defender scores, it's hard to leave him out. But on Mm -hmm. top of that, also played great. Yes. And and so that helps, I would say. Uh, And our first center back, our left center back, we have Fofana from Leicester. It's a fun name. It is. And not only is it a fun name, he's a fun guy to watch. He was a a blast. Uh, Maybe we could call him Fofana. You know?
0: Off the top of your head? Off the top of my head. Oh my goodness. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, But anyway, clean sheet, great play. Uh, Our other center back... Guys, uh, I just want to interject here. Jake was really excited about (laughs) trying some puns this week with player names. Uh. um, At least in our team of the week. And I just came up with that one on the top (laughs) of my head, and I can tell... It was probably better than the ones I (laughs) was sending you earlier. (laughs) That, That was very organic, so I'm glad that happened. But anyway... Right center back, Thiago Silva, again, a goal. Great performance, good team win for Chelsea. And then lastly, we had Matty Cash.
0: Matty Cash money, money in defense. Oh, so that's uh, a Jake uh, pun. Oh my <laughs> you guys uh, are welcome. Yeah, no, that was
1: good. That was good. But uh, frankly, he, Villa not only played great, he was their best performing defender.
0: Yeah, and it's nice. just
1: as simple as that. I mean, he was, he was, the, he was their best in the back. Course. Um and, and I really feel like it's that straightforward for the defense. There's nobody really else to consider and say we left out.
0: Sure.
1: I, I feel very confident with those four
0: picks. I no, I feel great about that. Okay,
1: days. and how do you feel about the pun that I interjected? You know,
0: it, it's gonna be a lot better than the ones I might attempt later on. Okay, perfect.
1: So Jake, because we're gonna <laughs> keep moving on, why don't you give us the midfield three and throw in some puns? Oh, I don't you. think
0: I don't think I could. But let me try. Let's see. All right, oh, the, just off the top. The, you were not thinking second about this defensive at all. mid. We have Thomas Sue, Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh. Scoring that game winner for West Ham. Yeah. Who I had as first goal scorer in that game on a random bet, which what a blast. What a blast that, that hit him what the 80th minute.
1: Yeah, and not only that, he played great.
0: He did. And he looked good. Yeah, uh, had most aerials won, which just makes sense. He's well, he's the new, new lad, flame, so, <laughs> so it, new. it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, and he's supported in midfield with Hakeem Ziyech, who had those two assists. Uh, one to Bench... Oh, both of these people, right? Yeah, I believe so. I think he had uh, assists to Chilwell and Silva. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. That's fun. Um, and just, I mean, he's great in that Chelsea midfield. Yeah, and really, he looks really good. He, I think he had the most key pa- uh, chances and key passes. And, uh, you know, he's really the wizard. Anyways, uh, we have... <laughs> I'm not going to do a pun. I'm waiting, though, you know? yeah. It's,
1: I'm waiting for a pun.
0: <laughs> I don't want to do it. Okay, that's fine. Okay, we have Bruno Fernandez, who had uh, two goals, one almost not goal, because Mark oh. Strasberg. He
1: should have had one goal, two assists, sure, but he ended with two goals and one assist. Which, you know, he'll take it. Yeah.
0: But yeah, uh, I mean, he looked great, and uh, uh, last one was kind of lucky. Chance that he could even have the well, opportunity sure. to get that assist, but uh, you know, always good to see Cavani on the score sheet.
1: Well, and on top of that, no penalties. No penalties! Fernando's got two goals and assists.
0: Fernandez with no penalties. With no penalties. Is this an identity crisis for. You know? I'm terrified as, oh. as a Manchester United fan. Brew, no penalties.
1: I think that's a stretch. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, well. but You got but, strikers. You got strikers. But,
1: but I appreciate the effort. I liked it though. I liked yeah, the effort. Playing, I like and that it was on the spot. You know, yeah. I like these to just come, come as naturally, come as you feel them yes. naturally. Uh, so in our forward three, we had Easy from Crystal Palace or Ezzy. How I, I don't know. It's Easy for,
0: for puns' sakes. Easy would be way better. Oh, that's so true.
1: <laughs> but but without puns, right. <laughs> it might. We, be we do EZ. want to pronounce his name correctly. The point is, he had a goal and assist and a gorgeous free kick goal at that. It was spectacular. And truly um, was. So, you know, he slots right into the front three. On top of that, we had my
0: bust of the, bust of the season. Or yeah, underperformer. Underperformer.
1: And... Well, it was just my worst signing, I believe is what it was. Uh, sure. It was Ollie Watkins, who scored two goals. Again, I want to caveat. I said during that podcast, I thought he could very possibly score goals for Villa. I just didn't think it was what they needed. Boy, have I been proven wrong because their defense is holding up so well. So maybe they did meet, need more goals, you so
0: know? So Talk to me. Ollie Watkins. More like Ollie, what can't he do, you know? Oh, what can't he do? Yeah. Okay.
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you you like that one? Yeah, I did. No? I
1: did. Okay. Um, I I get it. It's it's clever. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean he didn't get an assist, so there's something that maybe he can't he do. Can't do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Uh, and then our last one will be Harry Kane. Yes. From Tottenham Hotspur who not only had the most key passes in the team, not only played well, and is frankly their best creator, but scored the game-winning goal that ruined my surprise pick. Uh, so you're
0: sad about it oh, pissed. Pissed. Oh, wow. it. oh, I'm pissed. I live it. I'm writing
1: goodness. a handwritten note to Harry Kane. What's uh, your pun? I, I can see it in your eyes. You've got one.
0: I was going to say, I was going to do some uh, key and peel. I am pissed. Oh, royally, royally pissed. pissed. But, but now that you asked, <laughs> oh, so you... Harry, can you believe it? Can you, can believe, you it? believe it, Harry? Can you believe it? Okay. I don't know. So you put me on the spot.
1: Well, I—I I mean, kind of. These were. Shh,
0: don't tell <laughs> them I thought about this thought before. Of before. <laughs> well, those that was fun. really good.
1: Um, yeah. So anyway, smile last team of the week. Again, I feel like that's a very solid team. I—I I don't really feel like we snubbed anybody other than Casper Schmeichel.
0: No, I mean I Timo Werner and Abraham had... But they're supposed to score, you know? I sure, mean and, and they had good games, but, I mean, nothing special, and I don't know, the fact that Keynes was a winner, and he was the main creator, and kind of, like, yeah. he dropped back and played that position. mm mm-hmm. uh, You know, I think he deserved it a little more, and we already had three Chelsea players.
1: Right, well, that's the thing, is how many more could we sure. have Sure. And they, I mean, um, they had a great game. So yeah, sense. they deserved it. Yeah. They completely deserved it. Um... But I like having the variety, which is why I like seeing players like Fofana, Areola, Metacash.
0: Metacash.
1: So like, check, what was it?
0: Check yourself check before, yourself you, wreck before yourself. you wreck
1: yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Now that's good.
0: <laughs> the, see, there was a lot shorter ones I could have done.
1: Like Fofana, after sure, we had sure, talked sure. about Fofana.
0: I, I really enjoyed that one. Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a good team. But Jake, with, with this match week done, uh, sadly, we don't have a match week next week. It's an international break, but the international break has given way to some conversation from coaches, mm-hmm. and we saw specifically Klopp, Pep, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer speak out in their post game press conferences, complaining about the fixture list, yep. complaining about the fact that, and uh, I, Ole really came out heated after the game against Everton and said it's unbelievable, it's a shambles that we are playing, at twelve thirty on Saturday after a Wednesday night game in Turkey. Klopp said, there's no way that, that should ever happen. I believe Pep said something along the lines of, it's a disgrace. Yeah. Uh, Jake, what do you make of the fixture list? Obviously, in a condensed season, this is this is an issue.
0: Yeah, and they're not wrong to, you know, raise their voices at this and say something needs to change, and this is unacceptable for such a short week, especially when you're traveling from somewhere like Turkey. And, I mean... I don't know why they couldn't either move them to Sunday or put them in a later game even on Saturday. They're the first game on Saturday after they had a what, Thursday, Wednesday Wednesday night, Wednesday night game um, in Turkey. So it's yeah. a lot of travel and very little time to prepare and be fit for that game. It's it's dangerous. You're going to get injuries that way.
1: And because of that, yeah. it's a good segue into the fact that there are currently 94 active injuries and COVID cases to first-team PL players. Oh my keeping them out of action, and we saw more players get hurt this past weekend with Trent Alexander-Arnold going down, Luke Shaw going down, these Champions League players. Wow. Uh, it's it's frankly astounding yeah. uh, that, oh that there are this many people that are hurt, and It's almost
0: I, five players a team? Yeah, it's it's That's crazy,
1: nice. and so I guess part of the issue that I think the coaches have is that they're worried about the safety of their players. Uh, I know Ole complained about it a lot, because obviously I watch his post-game interviews, I'm a Manchester yes. United fan, but I kind of thought maybe that was a cover-up for some of the issues he was having with sure. the team in general. But but as I really start to think about it, it's true. I mean, there are an outrageous number of players getting hurt. Uh, the least—Wolverhampton Wanderers only have one current injury, uh, knee injury for Johnny Castro-Otto. So it's not a necessarily a huge loss. It's not like Jimenez is getting hurt. But you're seeing a lot of players drop. And I guess— the, the question is posed then, Jake, with all these injury issues and the frantic fixture list, should the FA change their fixture list or the rules for the league, as in maybe bring back five yeah. subs? Because you know you see the Champions League still doing that, for instance. Right. Um, and, and what's the implications on the season? How do they change it? What, what do you think? Sure.
0: Um, I think it'd be tough for them to go back to five subs. Uh, obviously, they did it last year because of the condensed schedule due to COVID. Um, but I don't know, midseason now to change that to five, it might be tough. I would like them to see, which is an easy fix to you know schedule teams like Manchester United when they're traveling uh, midweek, especially on a Wednesday uh, to the Sunday game or maybe a later Saturday game. It's just there's so many easy things that they could. It be seems doing. so logical. It, yeah. And I'm sure, obviously, behind the scenes, there's a lot more that goes into those schedules. Well, and it's money sure. as well.
1: I mean, you, you try to highlight the best fixtures,
0: right, right? But I mean, I mean, Manchester United is probably the most known club in the world right. uh, out of England, at least. And you have them at the early game on Saturday and on short rest. And it's just not. Well, I don't. I don't think that's more profitable than doing sure. moving them no, later. Sure. Yeah. And it's just uh, dangerous for the players who have less time to prepare and be fit for that game. And I, I would like them, uh, personally, to move to four or five subs, um, especially with all these games yep. in a row. Uh, it's going to be safer for them, and you it know, gives the coaches a little more options mm-hmm. um, off the bench and need to see more players play. Um, but that one I don't see happening. Um, but I would like to see them change right. the, their fixtures. In theory, it would be great. It, in theory, it would be yeah. great. But in practice, it, it probably won't happen.
1: No, I, I definitely agree. I guess part of the reason that I get concerned about it is because December is chronically terrible for the Premier League teams where they have so many fixtures back-to-back to yeah. back because they're condensing so that they can have that January break. Sure. Um, and, and they're just squeezing in as many games as they can. And uh, Jurgen Klopp uh, actually had a, a quote from this past weekend mm-hmm. saying essentially that it's all been December. That, uh, you know, usually... September is pretty easy, October starts to get busy, November gets a little busier, and then December is hectic. Yeah. And his point just being that October has been December, November has been December, and now you're coming into December, which is already a terrible time of year. And just how much can the players take? Sure. Um, it, it's an obviously demanding to be a professional athlete in general, but you're adding on all these games, Champions League, Cup ties, uh, and, and it kind of poses the question on top of that, Will we see Premier League teams start to deprioritize the FA Cup and the League Cup this year because right. they don't want to keep playing in the Carabao Cup? They don't want to keep playing in the FA Cup. The league is more important. The Champions League, the Europa League, are more important than right, their success right. in the FA Cup. And so it'll be interesting to see the implications on all competitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it definitely speaks to the teams with the most depth are going to do the best, not only from injuries but from rotation. Yeah. Um, so you know, make of that what you will, I guess, is whoever you think would be the most deep teams. Sure. Uh, but but it's, it's going to be interesting over this next month to see how many players get injured. And I keep referencing Jurgen Klopp because I really liked his interview uh, about it. And he even mentioned that it would be interesting to see the implications on the Euros this coming year because you're seeing all of these players get injured their bodies are wearing down. They have so many games to play. Who's even going to be available for the, for the Euros? Euros. Yeah. You're already seeing Van Dyke is out, which obviously that that wasn't just a muscle injury. That was getting injured from Jordan Pickford's, yep. you know, tackle. But Trent Alexander Arnold no, now down. You know, how long does it take him to recover when he comes back? Does he get injured again? the The implications going forward are incredible, and and so it's uh, it, it's an interesting period. And, I, I, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you that I don't think they'll change anything. No. But they should. Um, I agree five subs would be great. I agree that I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> um, but it'll be interesting to see if somehow the players and the coaches can push to have some kind of break in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, yeah, I The thing is, I have no faith in the FA to actually go through with it and like take care of the players, though. They just want the money— they want the games to happen. They're a business, so you right, know, exactly. They, so they
0: treat it like they treat these fixtures like a business, right. and It Makes sense. So them.
1: it's it'll it'll be interesting to see what yeah.
0: happens. Um, but yeah, I think it makes sense that these specific managers are the ones speaking out because obviously sure. they're in the Champions League as well, which is important to them, and especially Klopp, who's had Van Dyke, Fabinho, had a knock, uh, ECTA getting one just before mm-hmm. the break. Um, Tiago as well. Yeah, and so you're dealing with these issues injury-wise and heading into December, which notoriously is the worst month for fixtures. And I, I think you see uh, top six contender teams uh, really stop focusing on the Carabao Cup, FA Cup, if they're still in, and um, maybe focusing more on their European competitions and the Premier League itself, which I think will be good in a sense for those smaller clubs to uh, to make it further in those uh, domestic competitions. So I think you're going to see some of the lower, the second half, uh, se- or bottom half uh, Premier League teams making it to the semis and maybe yeah. even the finals. Which
1: could be exciting. Yeah, it would be great. I, am, I, I wouldn't mind yeah. that.
0: And I, You know, I think Aston Villa, I think they have a good amount of depth. I think they might have sure. one of the better chances from a, you know, a second tier team to uh, make it pretty far in these domestic cups.
1: No, I, I totally agree. Um and and I think it's a good point that you'll see the the lower tier teams possibly uh make it further in those competitions but I get I guess what I'll be interested in seeing is where managers choose to prioritize. You
0: yeah, sure.
1: Um whether or not they do a mix of lineups with their depth and rotation players and their starters or they just play their starters all the time. Um, it, it it will be interesting to see how that dynamic changes over the season mm-hmm. as as the fixtures get tighter the season goes on, uh, it's pretty clear, at least I think, from, I, I think the start of this season is a bit of an indication of how tired possibly the players are, how, because it's been so turbulent to start, there have been so many ups and downs, defenses right. look slow, uh, lots of goals going in, lots of inconsistency from teams. Uh, I, I feel like it's a reflection of how tired the players are how, what what kind of a toll just coronavirus is having on them in general? Um, it, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to watch. But but speaking on that, Jake is the season in general. Yeah. It's been absolutely wild, um, and and so we wanted to give a little Premier League update now that we're at another international break.
0: Let's uh, let's take a look at the table, shall we? And
1: do, would you like me to, to go I'll for just it? Go for okay. it. Okay. Uh, well, in first place, we have Leicester with 18 points second Tottenham Hotspur with 17 Mm -hmm. Liverpool is in third with 17 fourth place Southampton with 16 points fifth place Chelsea with 15 points sixth Villa with a game in hand at 15 points so theoretically if they won their next game they would be top of the table. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, they have a 9-goal differential, plus 9. Leicester is in first with a plus 9-goal differential, so if Villa won that makeup game, mm-hmm. they'd be top of the table. But anyway, 7th place and falling, Everton with 13 points in a poor run of form. Crystal Palace in 8th with 13 points. Wolves in ninth, 13 points. 10th place, Manchester City with 12. 11th, Arsenal with 12 points. In 12th place, West Ham United with 11 points. 13th place, Newcastle with 11 points. 14th place, Manchester United with 10 points. 15th place, Leeds with 10 points. 16th, Brighton with 6 points. 17th, Fulham with 4 points. And the relegation zone consists of West Bromwich Albion in 18th 18th position with 3 points nineteenth uh, place, Burnley with two points, and finally Sheffield in twentieth position with one point. But I do want to add the caveat: Burnley, Manchester United, Manchester City, and Villa all have games, games in hand.
0: hand. Okay, and uh, I'm impressed that you went through that so quickly and without many stumbles. <laughs> um, Thank you. And I'm gonna give you a second to pull up Golden Boot, Golden Glove race. Oh, you right don't want to talk
1: about the table at all or anything. Well,
0: like. I I would figure we're going to do all that and then go, and go to who, who on the table surprises us and who in those lists okay. surprises us. Uh, while you're doing that, though, I'm going to take my best educated guess on what I can remember from the Golden Boot race and the uh, assist leaders and I have no idea the Golden Glove update, but yeah. I'm going to guess Golden Boot, or from the top of my head, it's Sun, DCL, Sala, and
1: all level? That's correct. All four have with eight goals.
0: And then Kane has seven. Bamford also has seven. Yeah. So okay. that's our top six. So that's fun. Um, Good know, work, honestly. I'm thank impressed. You. Yeah. I know Kane has eight assists mm-hmm. and Jack Grealish has five.
1: And then McGinn has four. Okay. Uh both from us and Villas. Yeah. So oh Bruno Fernandez with three. There There's a myriad oh, of players drop-off. tied oh with gosh. three. Yeah. So then Bruno Fernandez with okay. three. Cresswell, De Bruyne, Klitsch, Rashford. All of them. Yeah. I just Um, remember the
0: top, two. I looked the other day, and I remember Kane, obviously, at the top, and then Grealish right behind him. Yeah.
1: No, I get that. Cool. Um, Um,
0: But Golden Glove, I have no idea. No, and that's So, please.
1: Golden Glove would be, uh, in first place, is Southampton, with four clean sheets. Uh, Wolves, also, with four clean sheets. And Villa, with four clean sheets.
0: So, that goes by team. Is Is that also just by individual keepers, or...?
1: I mean, it's just listed by team, sure. and they've all started the same goalie okay, in each cool. game. So, yeah, know, deal with that what you will.
0: I will. Um, okay, so, of those teams... So, you, we went over the table just prior to that. Uh, who on the table has surprised you so far? In a good way or a bad way? Uh,
1: well, I have a good and a bad.
0: Okay. Jay, I, I, okay.
1: I have both. Um, in a good way, Aston Villa.
0: Sure. Has to be Villa. Yep.
1: Um, I, I realize that an argument could be made for Southampton. Uh, I realize that an argument could be made for Leicester. I realize that an argument could be made for just about anybody at the top. However, for where Villa finished last year, and where they are at the start of this year, it is unbelievable that they are a win away from being top of the Premier League, considering they were in relegation-threatening.
0: Maybe should have been relegated. Should have
1: been relegated last year. Sure. Um, that's just astounding, especially because it's not like they've made that many signings.
0: Um, they actually made this one signing. Um, his name's Ollie Watkins.
1: And Emiliano Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, yes, uh, they, they have been, I would say, the most surprising team to me in a good
0: way. Yeah, league. no, I would have to agree with that. I actually have written down Aston Villa and Southampton Okay. Um, so I picked two good and then I actually have two bad as well. But I want to okay. hear your, your your poor performer.
1: Well I feel like ours will be the same. Okay. Which is
0: Sheffield. It's not actually. Really?
1: Yeah. That is not your most surprising underperformer. Nope. Okay. I would love to hear what oh, yours is would? before I talk about.
0: So mine is a singular word, but is Two yeah. teams. <laughs> two teams. Okay. Manchester's. Yeah. Obviously Manchester United, what, fourteenth?
1: Yeah, with a game in hand. But sure, yes.
0: but still, it's disappointing with the players they have. Right. And then, what, not too far above in 10th, I think? Yeah. Manchester City. City, who you'd expect to be at the top of the table, or at least near mm-hmm. the top of the table. So, obviously, Man United have a game in hand, like you said. And so, City. They both have games both have game in hand. They both yeah. have games in hand. Okay, still. It's just surprising.
1: I, I would agree that it is surprising. Um, I, I guess for me, and I believe I said this a few weeks ago. Mm hmm. I'm not surprised that Manchester United are
0: doing poorly. Sure, okay.
1: I'm more surprised that City are doing poorly. I would say of the two, it's
0: City that surprises me more, just because you have higher hopes for them at the beginning of the season. Um, So even though they're four spots above uh, United, it's just they should be way up in the top.
1: I only give City a bit of a pass because they are missing Sergio Aguero through injury. They did lose David Silva. Replacing players with younger teams, new defense, and, and Jason you know. was out for a bit as well. Right.
0: so they they went a few games there without a striker. Without a striker, yeah. So which is tough, but I don't feel too bad for them with all the offensive right. They have weapons crazy depth, have. yeah.
1: Um, but I will say, well, I agree with you that they are surprising. They just weren't my most surprising, and and the reason that I picked Sheffield over the Manchester clubs was mainly just that their fall, we both thought that they would fall. Sure.
0: But their fall-off was way more drastic.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, not that Dean Henderson is such a spectacular goalkeeper, but he's the he only is. reason that I can think of. I mean, I said from the start, I thought they needed to score more goals this year. Yeah. But it's, it's just unbelievable to me how many goals they're conceding and that they're in last place. Haven't won. They picked up one point. Yeah. Um. Where, whereas maybe it's a little bit more reasonable that the Manchester clubs are having a tumultuous season with both playing late into the season. That's why they have a game in hand. Yep. Is because you know they played late into the season and or for last season with that summer break and uh you know for Man U at least I know and I'm pretty positive for Man City they played basically the exact same players every game where you saw other teams rotating players right. Um, so maybe not as surprising for me as the fact that Sheffield really didn't have much going for them at the end of last year. They have no reason, really, to cycle players other than, you know, through fatigue. And they've just had this insane drop-off this year, even with players like Sander Berg. And, uh, I, it's it's just surprising to me, I guess, is all in And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, we're only eight match weeks in. But they. Well, we're like past no early days. We're past early days. But... And look, I, I still agree that for the most part, what teams have shown now is going to be their form mm-hmm. for the season. You even saw teams like Everton by now. Already dropping off. Already dropping off. And whether or not that's because Richarlison is out or not, you know, right. who's to say? I don't think one player really changes all that for them. But you know, I, I think by now you get a pretty good sample size of what teams' form is going to be like over the course of a season. Um, and again, not every team. Right, right. I mean, it's not like every team is gonna follow their current trends, but you know, I don't expect Villa to keep on this hot streak the entire season. No, for instance. and I, but I do have a hard time seeing Sheffield bounce back.
0: I mean, I don't think they ever get out of relegation zone. I I would be surprised if mm-hmm. they did.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, the the magic number you usually look for is thirty. Right? You got to get thirty points. Villa I don't, I don't are doing great Sheffield to get in though. there. Yeah. I don't see Sheffield getting there. Uh, but surprisingly so because of how good they were last year and how good their system was last year, their right. offensive system. Um, their three at the back shape worked really well. And so, so I'm I'm surprised, I'm surprised that they're doing so poorly. Yeah.
0: And someone, or a team that we mentioned briefly, you just off the cuff mentioned them, uh, but I okay. want to go back to because now that I'm thinking about it, Lester, who currently yeah. is in first place, they have European games now. And so they have to balance do. that as well, which they didn't have to do previous years. Right. And I think they, I mean, obviously they're in the first place and they're doing a great job balancing those European games which they're doing well in um, the Europa League and top of the table. So I just wanted to give them a shout out. Before, oh yeah, they're doing great. Before you I, and forward.
1: I guess to be fair, they, there are players left on that team like Schmeichel, Vardy, who have Champions League experience right. from, you know, what, three years ago it is now? Yeah. Um, so it's not like they don't have European experience at all, sure. but they are definitely outperforming where I definitely thought they were as as our preseason picks showed, definitely. and just as the season's gone on, yep. they're doing incredibly well, uh, which is kind of fun. I like seeing these other teams, again, is it a result of the fixture overloading and all that? Possibly. Maybe. Um, where you're seeing teams like Aston Villa who don't have these midweek games to play, Right. You know, surging up the table where others are faltering. Maybe. But I think it makes it more exciting. Yeah, And while it may not be healthy for the players, I think it's fun.
0: I mean, one of the most competitive uh, seasons we've seen in a long time. Yeah,
1: and, and I love that. Um, but what about players, Jake? Players, are there yeah. players that have surprised you?
0: There are. And I, I have two that just came to, I too have to the top of my head. I too have two. One of them, uh, at least in your eyes, probably wasn't a surprise. Okay. But another one who we obviously mentioned before. Maybe a surprise. So the first person I had was Patrick Bamford.
1: That's who I have him as well. Really? That's my good, yeah.
0: I think he did su- such a great job the first, what, eight, nine games we've played yeah. so oh far? Yeah, oh my gosh. And, like, uh, obviously you see a team come up like Leeds, and you-, you don't expect much, but they've been, I- I'd say, overperforming. And he 10 back, points. Yeah, I mean, and he especially. I mean, all the goals he's backed up. Yeah. And, should have eight. Sure. He, he should, should be should. tied for first. Should. Booth but yeah, um, just someone who I didn't really have on my radar going into it. Um, glad he's on our fantasy team, though. Yeah. And so I, I was very surprised by him. Mm-hmm. Another positive player I have who you had as your, you know, kind of uh, underperformer that you thought at the beginning of the season was Ollie Watkins. Yeah. I think he's done really well. And... Uh, Obviously, his team didn't make it up, and he got transferred over, and he's performed really well with Villa, and um, I think he's what they need up top. You you have Grealish there to provide, and he's been finishing those chances, and it's been great. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have an underperformer, but I can definitely discuss with you when you give yours.
1: So I do have one. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Oh, that's fair, yeah. Um, one goal, penalty against Manchester United this season, from a player who just earned a new contract, decided to stay at Arsenal, is wildly underperforming. I don't think he's looked particularly good in the games that he's played. Um, doesn't look particularly dangerous. Sure. I'm never... I used to always be worried when he picked up the ball. Right. And would run out defenses when he played against Manchester United. But also watching other teams, it was... It was always a level of excitement. What is he gonna do? What's he gonna create? When, mm-hmm. You know, whether or not it was from taking a penalty, earning a penalty, or from run of play, or from providing assists. I, I I always looked forward to what he was going to do when he's on the ball. Right. I haven't felt that at all this year. When he picks up the ball, I feel fairly confident he's not gonna do much. Uh, and I and I hope that changes because he's a really quality player. Sure. And he's really he, he is. Arguably getting close, you know, or close to a world-class striker. But, well, just he, with the pace, with the finishing, yeah. with his ability to dribble. His,
0: and I would like to say, yeah. I think the difference this season is that he's kind of lost that multi-dimensional feel to him. That's he's, fair. He's very one-dimensional now. He's a, he's a great finisher. He is. Excellent finisher. That ball comes in the box and he has a chance at it. He's probably going to complete it. Sure. Um, I just don't think he's gotten that service. So far this yeah. year from his fellow Arsenal players. And I think he's kind of lost his ability to create because of that. And so when he becomes that one-dimensional player, he's a little easier to recover. Right. And I think he's going to break out of that funk. And I think he's going to be able to uh, create a little more and become multi-dimensional. Yeah. But, right, but right now, he definitely underperformed. Well,
1: and I thought he'd break out of the hole this past week. That's why I picked him as my player to watch this week. I thought him going against Villa, not the strongest defense. Um or I guess last weekend, this past match week, I, he was my player to watch. And yep. so uh, I was not only very disappointed that he didn't perform well from that reason, but mm-hmm. I just, I don't I'm not feeling particularly inspired to get behind Aubameyang. Like I said, I thought when he got that penalty goal that that would kind of open things up. You yep. see the ball hit the back of the net, you're confident again. right? Um, and, and it's just, I think this international break is coming at a good time for him. Wherever he gets a rest, to reset, yeah. yep. figure things out. We're seeing a lot of top players not play particularly well this year. Uh, so so perhaps not entirely surprising. Um and, and just in the sense that and obviously it's relative to their own standards, but I feel like players like you know, Marcus Rashford hasn't been particularly good this year. For sure. I would say uh, you yeah, know, Timo Werner. Hasn't really been that great this year so far. Like, he's picking it up. Yeah, off, yeah he definitely started slow. But yeah, but but just I, yeah, I guess the slow start is mm-hmm. more what I mean. Aubameyang is having a slow start right now, mm-hmm. and I, I hope for him that he turns it around because he is fun to watch. He's a fun player to watch. Um, but I'm glad that we we could agree on yeah. that kind of.
0: Um, and and Brent, sorry to cut you off there, but something that reminded me when you said. Uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang was this. I'm hoping this isn't bias, and other people see this as well. Uh, but someone who has overperformed, at least from my standards, uh, Pierre emile Højbjerg on Tottenham. Yeah, he's looked great. I would say he was our best. He's our best player this year, other than Son and Kane, which it's tough to say either of them aren't our best right. player based on the output. Um, but most passes completed in the Premier League as of last week. Yeah. I haven't checked this week, and just. Sturdy in the back and cleans up all the messes. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give that little yeah. shout out and something that has been a pleasant right. surprise. Right, because
1: I can. I mean, there's there's a whole myriad of players that you could say are playing sure, great. Sure, sure, you know, yeah. Shea Adams, for instance, right. playing great. Danny Ings was before he got hurt. Uh, you know, you could even say even with with his few performances that he's had, Ziyech is playing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously not a full sample size, but James Rodriguez. He's been out. He came back from the Man U game, didn't do great, but his start of the season was spectacular.
0: Fofana. Uh, surprisingly
1: so. Fofana. Vestergaard. Has been great. Vestergaard. Uh, Gabriel for mm-hmm. Arsenal has been really good. Mendy for Chelsea. yeah. Exactly. goal has yeah. been fantastic. So I think what, what's fun, and, and you can even go towards very start of the season, Jack Harrison looks sure. great at Leeds. Kind of slowing uh, down, but he's, he's really down. had good performances. Right. Uh, Stuart Dallas also mm-hmm. for Leeds in defense. Looks great. Uh, th- there's a lot of players all over the board, who I think have been surprises. Sure. You know, and, and performing well. Uh, and, and there's a myriad of players we could price a deal with Jota, looking great oh at goodness. Liverpool. Yeah. Um, but also his replacement of Wolves Neto, looking like a really solid player. Eight Nori at the same time
0: uh along those lines uh adama troyer and maybe those one of those underperforming yeah. players yeah it absolutely. might have to do with his lack of playtime, but still sure.
1: but but you assume that the lack of playtime happens for a reason yeah right? something you know? in training they see. uh which is surprising because he looked pretty good for spain i he thought did. in the last international break so it'll be interesting to see if things persist yeah. for him uh coming back this this and frankly i would say a player who's underperforming, who you expect to be world-class all the time, would be somebody like Evan De Bruyne as well. Sure. Uh, who's not that he's having a bad season. No. But you expect Just average more, for him. Right. Average for him. Uh, and city, of, well, City in general. Right. And, and it's part of the bummer of, of having such high standards for mm-hmm. a player because they're so good. But you know you don't expect him to miss a penalty versus Liverpool. And nope. not only miss a penalty, miss the entire net. net yeah. I told you, as he took the penalty, if somebody asked me to put money on De Bruyne making a penalty... I put a hundred dollars on him. Yeah, you know, I mean
0: it's a lot of money. I
1: I told you that while we sat on my couch yeah. though. You know, I I'm that confident in him. He misses a what would have been potentially game winning penalty yep. against Liverpool. And so there there's a myriad of players mm-hmm. I think we could have chosen, but I I like the list that we came up with, especially Bamford, because yep. he has been a surprise.
0: Yep, and Brent, I'm glad that we got to name those other players though, because we named Bamford and Ollie Watkins who we see them putting up more numbers than we expect, and that's that's goals and assists, mostly goals. And so I'm glad that we get to name some players that aren't getting those Mm -hmm. on the score sheet, and we get to recognize them.
1: And one more that I would say, uh, not to beat a dead horse, would be Thiago Silva, Sure. who started off, his first game was awful. He looked terrible. And the fact that he's already brought it around and looks like a world-class center back like he is, uh, I think is a great sign for Chelsea.
0: And Brenton really raises the question, would you beat a living horse? Possibly. Okay.
1: Depends on what it did.
0: Sure. You know. Would you sleep inside a dead horse to win an Oscar?
1: <laughs> Easy.
0: <laughs> Easy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all we have. Well, other than... International breaks.
1: International breaks. What? Right. Uh, so, keep in mind, no PL games this week.
0: Sad. Very sad.
1: So, you have nothing to look forward to on your weekend.
0: But Might as well just sleep all day. Uh,
1: what will happen today, when sure. we release it, will have already happened. But Thursday. USA plays Wales, and the international friendly fixture list. Uh, so your boy, Gareth Bale, will be playing.
0: Ho- hopefully not, according to Mourinho. We want to right. arrest him. <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: No, that makes sense. But uh, anyway, so at 2.45 Eastern, so our podcast will have released about 45 minutes before the game is played. So if you hear this, so if time, you listen to it, right as it comes out, right as it
0: comes out, it'll just be finished. This might be right. it might be starting right now. Turn on your TV. <laughs> Go check and start Fox, right Sports now. Sports 1, <laughs>
1: Fox Sports One. Fox Sports uh, One. USA is playing Wales, and then on Monday, uh, November sixteenth at two forty-five Eastern, as well, the United States plays Panama. So mm-hmm. not really going to give a highlight of the European teams because at the end of the day, we're a USA podcast. Sure, you we know? are. And and I I'm so excited for watch to watch these young American players combined for the first time. I don't necessarily think they'll do well because it's a bunch of new players together for the first time, but I'm excited to watch this new wave of American players hit the field.
0: I am as well. Um, obviously, I know some of them aren't making the trip, but it's still fun to see the rest well, of the Well, really, game. just
1: Josh Sargent is the only one that... Well, Pulisic. Well, he went. Well, well, he's even with injury? Yeah, he's still in camp. He's day-to-day. Oh, well, yeah, they said maybe. And same as... Uh, they got Weston McKinney to go, even though Juventus in Italy so said that okay. they wouldn't. So he's there. See, last
0: time I talked to you, it was all three of those were missing. Yeah, so. no,
1: but so it's just Josh Sargent who got yeah. withheld.
0: I'm glad that you yeah. keep up to date on these things oh, and inform me about them. Yeah,
1: sure. You're you're only a Premier League guy. Right. You know, that's what you focus on. I'm here to provide an all-encompassing picture sure. of Premier League and U.S. soccer.
0: <laughs> As you told me earlier while we were making dinner, all I'm here for is to look pretty and just sit there. You know, right. So
1: you're doing an okay job. I'm sitting. <laughs> you're, half, you're halfway, halfway there. there. <laughs> t-
0: we'll work on the other half some right. other time. <laughs>
1: Naturally. But, uh, hey, yeah. my whiskey's gone.
0: My whiskey has been gone. Oh. Yeah. Well. It was good. This is a first yeah. for us. Usually I'm going to first. I think i, I, I think out-drink you. I mean, I still have my salty. Well,
1: I already finished
0: mine. Uh, so look at that. Is yours gone? Yeah. God. Everything?
1: Everything. I'm done. All
0: right. Well, not today. I, I have not beaten bread this time.
1: No. Well, maybe one day.
0: But yeah, uh, Obviously no Premier League games this week. But we'll still be making
1: a podcast next week to preview the Match Week 9 next games. Of, of the Premier League and to maybe talk about how the U.S. did. Sure. And
0: uh, off the top of my head, there, there's some good Premier League games coming up yeah. after the break. So I'm excited about that. So make sure to catch our next episode. Anything I, else? Maybe
1: I will. No, uh, just... Uh, hey. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening.
0: To the... Only. I believe
1: the only Premier League yeah.
0: podcast with the dress code. That dress code being jammies, of course. Obviously, obviously. All right, Brett. Uh, well, you're handsome, and I love you. Oh my god. Yeah. Olive juice. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs>